Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. days until kickoff ladies and gents we have officially made it to the countdown and I know I started the countdown a day early yesterday I simply could not help myself 
couldn't help myself. I was so excited. I was like, you know what? Let's find a 101-yard touchdown to get the countdown going. And, of course, we had one last year in the Gator Bowl. So every single day, you'll see it on social media. We'll be dropping a countdown video, 100 days, 99 days, 98 days, 97 days, all the way up until kickoff in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the countdown's a lot of fun, right? Because you started 100, then all of a sudden you see, oh, damn, we're at 60 days. We're two months. Then you get into the 30s, like we're a month away. We're in a fall camp. And before you know it, we get to single digits. And there's kickoff, right? And I thought in the spirit of 100 days until kickoff, we'd switch things up a little bit, switch gears, and have sort of a different conversation. And the conversation is this. You know, I really just want to, you know, with 100 days being here, it just brings into focus the football season upcoming, but also South Carolina football and college football as a whole. And I wanted to talk about today just why I fell in love with South Carolina football and, and, and my journey of being a Gamecocks fan and uh, my love for Carolina athletics, if you will. And I think this is something I've I've briefly touched on, but I've never really spent time diving into. And it's something that, you know, we love talking on the field and, and and breaking everything down, the X's and O's and the key matchups and the the keys. Love that side of it. But when you think about what makes sports special, and especially college football, like this is felt very, very deeply in college athletics. It's it's why I'm able to do what I do. It's it's why we've been able to build TSUS into what it is and what it's becoming. Because of the deep-rooted passion in college athletics, right? It's it's not something you get in the pros, right? It's not something you get in the pros. Nobody's an alum of the Atlanta Falcons. Like unless you've got family members who have worked for a pro team, you know, played for that organization, which is very, very few people. It's just not the same. It's a family affair when it comes to college athletics, and that's what makes it special. The people. You know, every time somebody asks me, Chris, what makes game special? Do you know what I say? Even amidst the madness, even with the slap dickery, the Carolina slap dick community as I talk about, even with that, and that's a social media thing, right, guys? Like, we have fun with that in our day-to-day. But what I tell people is this, what makes Gamecock Nation, or what makes the Gamecock so special is Gamecock Nation. It's the people. The people are what make the difference with South Carolina. It's a special group of people. Even the quote-unquote slap dicks. That's why I say, guys, it's all love. You bleed the garnet in black, hey, especially when it comes to game day, like, it's nothing but love from this side. And it's always nothing but love. We all pull for the same team. And I actually low-key love the slap dicks because it is that relentless passion that people have that, like, people so adamantly disagree with me that, like, they go to extreme measures.
It's what allows me to do what I do. It's what allows us to do what we do on a day-in, day-out basis. But when it comes to, like, my fandom, the history of my fandom, I know there's, there's uh, you, you know, there's questions out there, I guess, or, or whatever. Or maybe some people just wonder. But it, it makes me reflect, as we said, 100 days to kick off. I don't really necessarily think of, like, let's talk about the top five games of the year. Let's talk. It makes me just think of what made me love it in the first place. And I, and I go back to when I was a kid. Admittedly, guys, I'll say this. Growing up, my parents loved my parents both to death. You know, my parents were focused on raising a family. Neither one of them, I would say, was like college football die. I mean, certainly not. My mom could not give a damn about sports. Could not give a damn, which is totally fine. And my dad, again, he was focused on raising a family, working for my grandfather, running a business. My grandfather was a small business owner, right? So my dad was doing that. So I say all that to say, like, many of you, probably have stories of, you know, I was going to the tailgate when I was when I was five years old. I remember, you know, being one year old, being held in Willie B. Like, I don't have those stories. You know what I mean? Like, I played golf and baseball as a kid, played sports growing up, and I was a baseball player first, right? So for me, I didn't really know anything about college sports, college football. Like, I was not raised going to the tailgate, what have you. It was my grandfather that got me into it. And I think, you know, my grandfather, obviously, they they pulled for Carolina. They pulled for Carolina. But it just didn't really click for me. And I, you know what I love, too? It wasn't something that was forced upon me, right? There was never any pressure of, like, you got to go to South Carolina. You got to do this. You got to pull for the Gamecock. There was never any pressure, you know, like, Sports was sports. It wasn't religion in my household. Let's, I think that's the best way to put it. Sports was sports, but it wasn't religion. For me growing up, you know, it really, and I've mentioned this a lot, when I can really, I, I recall watching games when I was like 10 or 11 years old. I recall watching games, but it didn't click for me until end of 02, beginning of 03. That that when I was 11 or 12 years old, and again, it was my grandfather. I started spending more time with my grandfather. Uh, he helped me in golf. He's, you know, he... I mean, firsthand taught me the game of golf. And like I said, guys, I played competitive golf till I was 16. A lot of people probably don't know that. But I spent a lot of time with him because of that. We'd go out to the golf course, practice, stuff like that. And again, he was – my grandfather did love sports. My grandfather would sit – and this is what was so cool. I had Phil Cornblue on the show. And this is what's so funny about, guys, you know, Phil Cornblue I had on the show. You know, I would call a friend, Kevin McCrary, who is retired, who used to be in that show, hates my guts, talks shit all the time on social media. And that's what's – it's so funny because I remember being a kid and my grandfather would listen to sports talk every night at six o'clock and I would listen with him and I would listen to Phil Cornblue and K-Mac and like, so life comes very full circle. It's like that dude I was listening to as a kid, he's now a retired washout and hates my guts and it's like funny how life comes full circle. Either way though, 
We would listen to that every single night together. That's how you got like all your information. Reports, right? This before social media, whatever. Not trying to age myself, but um, but I just remember falling in love with it, man. I falling in love again. I was never pressured, never forced, but it really clicked end of 02, beginning of 03. And I'll never forget, like, I don't know, there's an image that stands in my mind of like 2003, a newspaper article. And like, came engulfed in it. My grandfather and I, I'd call him up. We just have hour long, hours and hours and hours of conversation, right? And you'd say, you know, it's funny when people when people uh, make claims that, and there and there's people that still do this. That I'm a Clemson fan. He's a Clemson fan. He's a closet Clemson fan. Which bonkers, bonkers. Bonkers claims. Either way, my first Carolina Clemson game was 63 to 17. Like that was like that was my first experience in the rivalry. All of my friends growing up in high school were Clemson fans. They all were. And I would get ragged constantly. 63 to 17. Carolina could not beat Clemson. You know, 2004, 29 to 7, getting blown out. Corey Boyd fumbles on the opening kickoff and Reggie Merriweather runs wild, and the rest is history, right? The, the brawl, right? The brawl that took place. Um, but, dude, it was one of those things where the, immediately when I discovered or when I really, really, really understood, I mean, the first Carolina game that I vividly remember tuning into as a diehard. Again, it started the 03 season. End of 02, I really don't recall anything. I think I remember watching the 02 Carolina, Georgia, David Pollock stealing the ball. Like, I think I remember watching that. But again, I still just, it didn't really click for me. Like, this is my team. It's in my blood. 03, though, it did. I remember listening 03, the season opener. Carolina played Louisiana Lafayette. They were still Lafayette at that point. I remember watching the end of, because we had a baseball tournament, I remember watching the end of Carolina, Virginia, 31 to 7. Troy Williamson, 99 yard touchdown, the blowout game at Willie B. I remember catching the end of Carolina getting their tails beat by Georgia in 03. Had a baseball tournament that weekend as well. Like I said, guys, I was a baseball player first. Sports were sports. Or Gamecock athletics was sports. It was not religion in my household. So I was I was doing the baseball thing. That was my focus. Um, but 63 to 17 was my first experience in the rivalry. And I, I've told this story before, but like I literally made a bet with my teacher, right? Carolina's gonna win. I'll do this, you do that. Carolina got beat the way they did. Dude, I had to wear a paper necklace that was orange and purple, and at the bottom, it had a picture printed out of the scoreboard. And so I always think it's funny when people say I'm a Clemson fan because I'm like, dude, I did not suffer through that for that. Anyways, um, and that was really the birth of it, man, that 03 season. Uh, you know, from 2004, I would say, probably up until, God, 2009 when I left for college. I probably watched all, but my grandfather had a TV in the garage. He had to set up in the garage. I probably watched every game, but maybe two or three with him in that garage. Watching every game. I, I remember watching, I mean, the greatest moments, man. 2005, uh, you know, Carolina, Tennessee, that kick in Knoxville. I mean, Carolina, Florida. 06, Carolina, Clemson. Um, yeah. And it's why I always say, too, guys, like, I, I, you know, 
I was a baseball player first. So, like, I went to the Clemson baseball camp. I wore a Clemson hat. Guys, I would, I'll just tell you right now, I would have went to Clemson, man. I, I would have went to Clemson to play baseball. Hate me if you want, but I wanted to play D1, man. I wanted to play college baseball. That's it. So, um, not to change the subject of the conversation, but I always just think it's funny that, you know, people try to spin it. He's a Clemson fan. Couldn't be, couldn't be further from it. Admittedly, I did not have the same hatred for the Tigers on the diamond as I did on the football field. I just saw baseball as baseball. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I knew I was a Carolina baseball fan, but I didn't hate Clemson to that degree. I was like, they're just a baseball team. Like, I'd go play for them. It doesn't even bother me. I wasn't raised. I really wasn't. I'll put it to you this way. I wasn't raised to hate Clemson. I was raised to like South Carolina. Hating Clemson came with time. Hating Clemson came with the rivalry games. I mean, I didn't like them by any stretch, but my level of disdain for Clemson now, I didn't come out of the womb with that. I didn't start with that. You know what I mean? I knew I didn't like them, but losing games to them is what more than anything really built that angst, right? But in that picture, yes, I was a South Carolina fan, believe it or not. Just like the hat. That's it. But my love for Carolina, man, and, and that, that's something else that it grew and it grew and it grew. And, you know, it's because of the relationship I built with my grandfather. And uh, it, it's cool, as we said, 100 days to kick off, just thinking about that. And, you know, he's been he's been gone now nine years. Um, nine years ago, it was 2014 when he passed. This time, actually, 
nine years ago. It's crazy to think it's been that long, right? You get so accustomed to having people in your life and then you just get, you get so accustomed to not having them there. It's crazy to think like life just keeps going and you be, you just become so used to people that were such monumental parts of your life. Like they no longer exist and you have to just like operate as normal. But, um, it's my grandfather's influence truly that, um, It's my grandfather's influence truly that 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 motivates me on a day-in, day-out basis that is a huge reason why who I am. And it's also why I'm able to, I'll tell you this, guys, I, I think one of the big reasons, because I think about why am I wired the way I am? Why am I not wired like some others? Because it does take, you know, for me to do what I do, you have to be able to separate yourself from the fandom, right? You have to be able to separate yourself from the fandom a bit. You You do. For me to say some things I say, I talk about the Gamecocks differently than a lot of people. I say some things, I'm able to be brutally honest and have banter and be blunt about things to a degree that many others are not. And I think about why am I able to do that. A lot of it's because of my grandfather. A lot of it's because of him. Because while he made me a Gamecock fan, and I love the Gamecocks, I do. But while he made me a Gamecock fan, he was always able to talk about it bluntly to talk about it honestly. Like, it wasn't one of those things where my grandfather's identity as a human being was not being a Gamecock fan. My grandfather was a great man. My grandfather was a husband. My grandfather was a father. My grandfather was a grandparent. My grandfather was a business owner. My grandfather was a thinker. My grandfather was a gardener. My grandfather had hobbies. My grandfather was a golfer. He wasn't just a Gamecock fan. That was just part of him. That was just the completely engulf his identity. And I, and I, because I say this, because I'd say the same thing about myself. Being a Gamecock fan is part of me. It's something I do, but it's not who I am. Like it is just one part of me. And it's a big part because I revolve a business around it. And I could not do, let me put it this way too, I could not do what I do if I didn't love the game, gosh, guys. <clears throat> I don't give a damn how good something is for business, how good you think it is for business. If you don't love what you do, you're, you're not getting up to do a show at 8 a.m. You're not doing it. You're just not doing it. So, but my grandfather's passion watching the games too, man. Like that just, and I keep mentioning my grandfather. Again, he's he's literally the sole reason. If it's not for my grandfather, guys, I'm not a Gamecock. Like, I, I don't think I ever, you know, I think I'm a sports watcher from afar. I think I get into sports to a degree. But there's no way I, I dive into it the way that I did as a youngster. There's just no way. There's no way I become so engulfed with that. I mean, again, my grandfather and I, we talked for hours. And I'd watch games with him. And he'd keep those fingers crossed, dude. He'd just keep, he would always repeat, come on, Cox, fight, damn it, fight. Come on, Cox, fight, damn it, fight. Fight, damn it, fight. It gives me goosebumps literally saying that. He would say, kangaroo, kangaroo, on kickoffs and punts and everything. Just kangaroo, like the ball going into a pouch. These are things I need to put on, like, merch and stuff, because it's cool. Kangaroo, kangaroo, ball going into, like, a, a kangaroo pouch. That's what it represented. And then whenever Carolina would fumble... He would say it was the Sal Lepatica play. Let's see if we got any old heads in here. The Sal Lepatica play. Shittiest play in football. Sal Hepatica, excuse me. Sal play in football. 
What is sal hepatica, you might ask? It was a mineral salt laxative that was made way back in the day. (laughs) Became nationally recognized in 1903 until 1958. And it was a laxative. So he called a fumble the Sal Hepatica play, the shittiest play in football. (laughs) And again, these are things that still just stand out to me while I'm watching games. But it started then. I mean, it, it, I was hooked immediately, man. I mean, I was hooked immediately, and we were reading. My grandfather would save. You know, he got the newspaper. My grandfather out bases, right? He was one of those. Got the newspaper. And I remember, man, waking up on Saturdays. And, I mean, dude, I'd wake up at like 7 in the morning, like just ready to go to my grandparents' do for college football. And I'm telling you guys, we would watch college football from, you know, 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning when game day started. I'd watch it from then all the way until 2 in the morning West Coast games. Like, I'd watch them all. We'd watch them all. And again, we weren't a family that went to all the games. We 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 were not that kind of family. I didn't grow up in that kind of family, guys. I, again, I grew up in a family where sports were sports. It wasn't religion. So, like, the our entire lives didn't revolve around it. But I think that's what made me love it more. I wasn't forced upon it. You know what I mean? It wasn't shoved down my throat. And everybody's experience is different. I'm not... I'm just telling you my experience. But my first Carolina football game in person, 2003, against Vanderbilt. It was Dondrell Pinkins against Jay Cutler. I'll never forget that, being there in person. I wouldn't go back to Willie B until, and this was really cool, 2005, the debut of Steve Spurrier. Carolina, UCF, I'll never forget sitting in the south end zone, lower White side over the top. And I fell in love with it already, guys. O- 03, my, my love for it from 03 to the 04 season really strengthened with Dondrell Pinkins, Jamacia Jackson. That's a name that stands out. Savelle Newton, Noah Whiteside, of course. I mean, I, I, I'll, dude, I'll never forget 2004, for example, watching Carolina beat Arkansas. Savelle hits Troy Williamson. He does that little spin move and scores the go ahead touchdown. Coach Simpson with the pick to seal it. Off of Matt Jones, by the way. That's a name for you. And I remember going to school. (laughs) This goes to show you how much Spurrier changed the culture. I remember going to school that following Monday. Like, you know, we didn't have cell phones or anything. Again, I feel like I'm aging myself here. But, like, we didn't have cell phones or whatever. At least I didn't have a cell phone. Um, And all my buddies, like I mentioned, a lot of them were Clemson fans. I had a couple that were Carolina, but a lot of them were Clemson fans. And that win was to go to bowl eligibility in the 04 season. I remember going to school that Monday and just holding up a six to my buddy, my Clemson fan buddy. Like, we got our sixth W. We got our sixth. We got our sixth. Like, that was such a big deal, dude. For Carolina football to go to a bowl game was like, it felt like winning the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Six. We got six. And, I mean, this this combo could even bleed into, like, why TSUS is what it is today and where it started. Because I, I remember those same buddies. We'd be, we'd, be in, uh, we'd be in class, English class, whatever. And you guys might recall, you'd have, like, a writing block in your composition notebook for 30 minutes. Dude, we'd be writing about college football. That's what's so crazy. Like, I'll do key matchups, keys to the game. I was doing that when I was, like, 13 years old. We'd write about college football, the games. But, see, that's the thing, too, guys. That's the thing, too. The group of buddies I was surrounded with, we weren't just like narrow-minded, like, oh, everybody sucks, to hell with everybody. Like, we were, I was writing about, I remember writing about 
Carolina playing Arkansas. Clemson playing NC State. Here's the, here's the keys. Here's the prediction. Well, to think objectively very early on. Because I, I fell in love with college football as a whole, too. And I think what helped me with that, again, is like I said, guys, like a lot of my buddies, and like they were good people. And I, I know that I, you know, the sucks thing. And like I, I rag Clemson people to this day. Guys, again, it's it's realistically like I know there's good Clemson people. I, I do get it. And I love college football as a whole. It's why I'm able to go. It's why I'm able to go to the swamp and appreciate a nice stadium. Hell, I can go to Clemson and appreciate a nice stadium. Go to Willie. Appreciate a great stadium. Appreciate great fans. Appreciate a great campus. See, I'm biased to South Carolina because I'm a Gamecock, but I appreciate it all. But anyways, though, when 05 Spurrier's debut, man, uh, didn't go back till 06, went to a couple of games in 06, though, went to Carolina, Georgia in 06, Carolina FAU, Carolina Wofford. Um, and then I wouldn't go back for a while, I think. I went in 2008, Carolina, Arkansas, and again, then I went to college, and, and the fandom just grew and grew. I went to 09 Ole Miss, you know, went to 11, Carolina, Florida. I mean, you know, all throughout. So, it's as we sit here 100 days till kickoff, and I'll wrap it up because we got to get into your questions. We're coming up on 10 o'clock. We're in our second hour. As we sit 100 days to kickoff, I think it's just really cool to think about not just the X's and O's and on the field and the predictions and the breakdowns and like we get, you know, that we, that that consumes us and it consumes us because we love it. But to also think about like why you first fell in love with it. And for me, the thing that stands out is the, the and I talk about this in our Hope Springs Eternal piece that I love so much. But the relationships you build, it's it's the people, man. The people that get you into it. You know, my relationship with my grandfather, without that, I wouldn't be a Gamecock fan. I wouldn't even be probably a fan of college football nearly to the degree that I am. And it's because of his influence that I sit here really before you today. I mean, that's really why. And I wish that my one wish, I don't have any regrets in life. My one wish that I had, though, is that he was here to see this. Because I'll never forget, guys, just one quick story and then we'll wrap it up. 2006, 06, I watched that Carolina-Florida game with him, the Jarvis Moss block. That's the last time I cried over a South Carolina football game. I was 15 years old. Give me a break. High school used to make – it would, like, fold over or whatever and then open up, right? And I don't know if we had, like, a project or something or I was just doing it. But I'll never forget, guys, because my grandfather would read the state newspaper, right? He would read it when Joe Person was there. Shout out Joe Person, who I think is with the Panthers now. But, um, you know, and they would do breakdowns and stuff like that. And so I made my grandfather a pamphlet to preview the Carolina-Florida game. And I'll never forget it. It said South Carolina-Florida, like clip art, right? Carolina-Florida had a picture of Savelle Newton on the front. And you open it up, and what did it have inside, guys? Keys of the game. What are the three keys of the game? A key with an explanation. And I just, like, I think back to that, and I'm like, it's because of my grandfather's influence that instilled that passion in me so early on that made me even want to do that. 
And now I'm at the point where, like, I do that for a living. Like, I do that on a day-end out basis. We do that for every game. And so it's just kind of crazy how that all works out. And, you know, again, I don't regret anything. I do wish, though, that my grandfather was here to see all this. And I know he's looking down and very proud of what we've done, what we've accomplished. And I think he would be uh, – I think you'd be very proud of it, but it's it's those relationships, man. It's why I fell in love with Gamecocks Athletics. It's why I'm unfazed by, you're a Clemson fan. You're this. I know the reality, man. Me being able to go to a Clemson baseball camp, put a Clemson hat on, it it it's it doesn't impact my fandom, guys. It, it never did. It never has. Um, I've been a Gamecock through and through since I can remember, and guys, nobody – I joke, but it's true. Nobody chooses this life. Nobody bandwagons the Gamecocks. It's something that gets in your blood. I think it's also something that, like, me as a person, I've always been a fighter and resilient, had to overcome adversity, and, like, that's what being a Gamecock is, dude. That's what being a Gamecock is. It's not easy, but we... Yeah, so it's... it's As we said, 100 days to kick off, those types of stories, those types of things... It's really cool to sit back and reflect on those things. So can't wait, man. Can't wait for another Carolina kickoff. And uh, we'll count it down, like I mentioned, each and every single day.